BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Today in Getting Real with the Housewives, Jersey rookie Rachel Fuda on her friend Melissa's falling out with Teresa. Like they need lots and lots of family therapy. And newbie Danielle Cabral on her estranged relationship with her brother. Genuinely, my goal was to try to say like, hey, your sister loves you. Hey, your brother loves you. Let's fix this. I really, really wanted that to happen. Plus, Gia Judai slams her uncle Joe Gorga for being an opportunist. Jen Shaw gives an interview the day before she starts her prison sentence. And Ashley Darby uses the L word when talking about Summer House's Luke. We got that plus so much more on today's Getting Real with the Housewives. Hey guys, Christina Garibaldi here with Us Weekly Executive Producer Mandy DeCamp and welcome to Getting Real with the Housewives. Hi, Mandy. Hey, got a lot of news this week. Lots of news, our first Potomac reunion, lots to get to. So let's, uh, before we get to it, let's talk about what you guys had to say about last week's show. Lily says, aren't we tired of Melissa and Joe using Teresa as their storyline and dumping everybody after they are done trying to help ruin Teresa, like Kathy and Rosie, Jacqueline and Caroline, after the couple is done with them? I don't know. I'm interested to get your take on like whose side you're on after this latest episode, Mandy, once we kind of break down. I don't yeah. know. I'm, I think I'm switching a little bit. Oh, yeah. I don't know either. We'll get to it when we do the recap. Yeah. Let me think about it until you get to that, because I went back and forth a lot during this episode, too. Yes, me too. And you guys in the in the comments, you're all, all over the place, too. I mean, people are on both sides. This is a heated debate. It really is. It really is. Yeah. Um, Yvette says Jennifer Aiden called Dolores Catania an old bag at the end of episode one after his fat. I think they're both good housewives, but honestly, Dolores is aging before our eyes. Regardless of fillers and Botox, aging happens. She's still beautiful. Well, she had, they ended it with us. Right. I was like, is this a backhanded comment? I'm like, hey, I hate to break it to everybody, but we're all going to get older. We sure are. <laughs> like, and, you know, it, God, people are ruthless. I mean, she yeah. is beautiful. Yeah, she um, is. Will says, Ron Windenberg is not normal. And that video of her eating wedding cake on a bed, making strange faces on camera is the reason why she was fired from OC. I mean, that's so funny. It's so funny. Funny. And I agree. I mean, it was kind of like her erratic behavior that I think did get her fired from the show. And um, it's like it never happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. This this got a ton of people talking this week. So Gia Judice was very quick to call out uh, Uncle Joe Gorga after he shared a video of himself running into her dad, Joe Judice, in the Bahamas. He captioned a video of the pair meeting saying both walked into the same bar at the same time. A lot of history there. We have memories since we were kids. I'm happy he's doing well and looks good. We were both happy to see each other and catch up. Glad someone caught it. Hashtag life. Hashtag Real Housewives in New Jersey. Well, in the clip, they hug. Um, 
Joe Judice to me seemed really uncomfortable, but his uh, Joe Gorga's daughter, Antonia, commented in the section, so sweet. Um, Gia, of course, was a bit more skeptical of the reunion and she wasn't afraid to say so. She wrote, this is honestly comical knowing you were both knowing you were with him for not even five minutes and were able to have somebody take a video of the interaction. Meanwhile, all you have done is talk so poorly about my father. You are such an opportunist to take advantage of the once in a lifetime opportunity to see my father and use it for a post. Well, Joe then Joe Gorga then fired back saying, we both said horrible things about each other. It was a nice moment. We have a lot of history. Get the hate out of your heart. <laughs> wow. Wow. I love family drama just spilling over on the Instagram. It is kind of opportunistic to have yeah. a camera rolling at the time you just happen to walk into the same bar as um, your brother-in-law yeah. who you talk nonstop S-H-I-T about. <laughs> so spontaneous. And you and Joe Gorg is the one who goes for the hug. Joe Judas, yeah. like you said, looks a little bit uncomfortable. Um, I also just have to note how good Joe Judas looks. Right. Yeah. The Bahamas life like, looks good. <laughs> yeah. I just think I am on Gia's side, I think, here. And it is interesting how you're getting Gia's side also on the show this week. Because mm-hmm. like it's happening in real time. It's happening on the show. And this family feud lives on. It really does. I'm surprised Joe Judice hasn't entered the chat on this one. He usually he yeah. is one. To, he is quick to uh, fire back with a comment um, here or there, but I guess he wants to leave this drama in the past, but it is true. I mean, Joe Gorga, any chance he gets, he pretty much says pretty bad things about his former brother-in-law. So yeah. um, I kind of agree with Gia on this one. Yeah, it's bizarre. I'm just watching the video on a loop right now. Speaking of things being rough, I wouldn't want to be Jen Shaw right now. Um, but she nope. is has reported to prison. She is spending 78 months in a prison in Texas. But before she went, she released a video interview with a lawyer. Um, and she said, there's so many emotions that I'm feeling right at this moment and getting ready to surrender is emotional. You know, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't nervous and scared because to be away from my family, that's what I fear the most is, you know, that trans transition of not being able to hug and kiss my boys and my husband every day and my mom. And, but at the same time, all of those emotions, I also feel hopeful and I'm motivated to do a good job, you know, and make the most of my time away. She shared that she actually found, felt a sense of relief now that she is no longer unsure about what the future holds. She says for the first time, I'm in a position where I know what is happening tomorrow. I know where I'm going to be tomorrow. I know what my plan is going forward. And so there's a sense of relief that I'm going to be able to put the past behind me and finally start truly healing and forging a new path. Um, she initially thought the government had the wrong person because she didn't think she did anything wrong at first. Um, but she, now she understands that she made a mistake. She had to take some responsibility and that she would update us and uh, keep a journal from prison because I'm sure she's going to write a book when she's done. <laughs> and she said that she's, of course, going to miss her family um, terribly. But uh, she had some discussions with them and said, obviously, she made a big mistake. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was expecting a little bit more from her exit interview, if you will. Um, I was kind of like, all right, she's, I feel like we've, she's already said all this, you know, there's nothing like crazy that she said that. Yeah. There was nothing earth shattering. She's finally taking accountability of what she did and realizes that she made a mistake. And I mean, good for that. I mean, I feel like a little bit, a little too late. I mean, she probably could have gotten maybe three years in prison if she did this a long time ago, but she's serving six and a half, which a lot of people still feel is a little lenient. So she's going to be there for, you know, six and a half years. We're not going to see her for quite some time, if ever again, on our TV screens, at least. Oh, just give me a long book. 
seriously. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's get into this week's Real Talk. And we caught up with some the newbies of New Jersey, including Rachel Fuda, who, of course, came on as a friend of Melissa's. And she revealed kind of where she stands in the whole Melissa versus Teresa drama. Take a look. Did Melissa give you any advice or any warnings before you started filming? Um, not necessarily about the, about like the cast or like filming or anything, but her and Joe both told my husband and I to just keep it home, like keep your priorities in order, keep your family first, your kids first, always make that your priority and everything else is second best. Yeah, definitely. I spoke to Teresa recently and she said that she likes new blood on the show. So did you find her welcoming at all? And and, and you met her through Melissa beforehand? No, I have never, I had never met her prior to filming, but she, she was as welcoming, I think, as she could be for somebody that's Melissa's friend. I definitely think just being associated with Melissa, we were polarized, which is unfortunate because I would have loved for the opportunity to really have gotten to know her more personally. Um, but I don't blame her for it. I mean, I probably would have done the same thing if I was her, given the circumstances of where their relationship is. Right. I mean, like you said, given the circumstances of where the relationship was when you first started filming, I mean, it's got to be interesting kind of, you know, obviously being on the outside and then coming into this mix and not really realizing their dynamic. Did you realize how strained this relationship was until you started filming? You know, it's one thing to watch it and it's one thing to live it and see it with your own eyes. And I think for me, that was like, it was really, really difficult to watch um, because it's the cuts are so deep and there's so much animosity and there's so much sadness and anger and resentment that it, you don't even see half of it. I feel like mm-hmm. it's like they need lots and lots of family therapy. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard to like pick a side, especially when you're a new person kind of being thrust into this. I'm sure it isn't easy. No, it's not. I mean, it, What's she going to do? Of course, she's going to take Melissa's side. It's her yeah. friend who brought her on the show, made her a housewife, gave her, you know, a spot. So don't blame her for taking Melissa's side, I guess. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, we also chatted with newbie Danielle, who talked about being estranged with her brother and why she tried to mend the relationship between Melissa and Teresa. You are friends with Teresa and, you know, Teresa and Melissa had some issues. You know, I mean, they've had some issues for years, but especially coming off of the last season. So did you feel like you were ever kind of caught in the in between? Because I know, I believe I read that, like, you know, you have some issues with your family or brother and you wanted to kind of, you know, maybe mediate that situation uh, and hopefully put them back together. So was that hard for you at all? It was it was very hard because I was living through them kind of what I was experiencing. But I felt like I could be a mediator. Mm-hmm. And my goal, genuinely, my goal was to try to say like, hey, your sister loves you. Hey, your brother loves you. Let's fix this. I really really wanted that to happen um i obviously didn't really know the um i mean you know some of the history but the full extent and stuff um because at the end of the day i still see just two siblings that love each other and just stuff happen and it's sad you know so i thought i could help i tried to help knowing what you know now and after living this season do you think that they can get to some sort of reconciliation or do you think that that ship has sailed you know, when it comes to like your family, like I'm speaking because I'm a sister, right? I, 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 you always hope. Mm-hmm. You always hope. 
you always hope, but at some point you have to protect yourself. At some point you need to protect your own heart. And if that is causing you pain, which trickles down into being the best wife you can be, the best mother you can be to your, to your family, you got to remove yourself mm-hmm. and, take, and take a breather. And I hope that's what they both do. And you, you never know. Yeah. Do, are, do you have a side? Did you take a side in um, this argument or disagreement? You know what? I never, I never really did. Um, I, I, I'm here to listen to Teresa. Obviously, she tells me everything. And when I talk to Teresa, it's a lot of hurt and pain. And what's funny is, it doesn't usually always come out like that on the the show. What we film, right? Because you see like anger, but there's pain underlying in there. So I never want to take a side because there's two sides that are hurting. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody's right has their right to their own feelings. She knows exactly what it feels like to be estranged from her brother. She's trying to help, but yeah. I don't know if we can salvage this relationship, but we try. We try. <laughs> All right, let's get into this episode <laughs> recap. I mean, I was kind of shocked that Teresa said to Melissa, well, you could, you could be a bridesmaid if you want, yeah. pretty much. And then Melissa said something like that's like a boy from breaking up with you and then asking you to get back. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's the same thing as a boy from breaking up with you. I think that if she's, you know, giving her an olive branch, why not take it? Maybe right. the right step. But that did not happen. As we know. That did not happen. I mean, they hugged it out. It seemed like the fakest hug I've ever seen. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it, this just I don't know. I'm. I'm so confused about this relationship and like where I stand in all of this right now, because, you know, you get the perspective of the daughters, you know, Gia and her sister were sitting there and basically were like, no, Melissa and Joe weren't there for us when we were, when you were in prison and they just came around when the cameras were rolling. I mean, what, what do they have to lie about? What do they gain from lying? I don't know. That scene may have made me team Teresa. Yeah. Or at least team Judice, where I do feel for those girls and that they, you know, the one girl said it was five years of her life Mm -hmm. um, where her mom and dad were in and out of prison and going through this crazy legal stuff, um, which they brought upon themselves, but their daughters did not bring it upon themselves. And they said several times in that scene, they only came around when cameras were on. Yeah. That's, and that's so sad. sad. Yeah. It really does. And like those five years, these were like formative years for these girls' lives. Mm-hmm. They were like, you know, 10 to like 15. Like they were really like, young and they yeah. probably could have used a mother figure or a father figure around. Granted, I know they have other family that's not on camera that were probably there for them. Yeah. But to just come around when cameras are rolling, like that's kind of telling. And then I, but I did. Uh, understand where Joe was coming from when Teresa didn't invite Melissa's parents or Melissa's family to the wedding because, um, you know, they should have been invited. Like as an Italian did, Jersey, yeah, like we invite all yeah. the extended yes. families to everything. It's just yeah. how it goes. And I mean, if you're yeah. having Chanel Ion, who you've never met before at your wedding <laughs> and you can't have the Gorgas, that right. says something too. Oh, yeah. Ramona Singer's going, but not the Gorgas. Right. I, yes. I saw both sides because... I've definitely like, I have three brothers and sisters and like, you know, I can't remember who and what, but like, I feel like maybe there were some in-laws maybe. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis. Go green with solar panels or start a business. 
It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You know, I think they all were invited, actually, right. now that I come to think about it. I think they all were. Yeah. Maybe they didn't all come, but like, <laughs> like yeah, okay. And I'm not even Italian. So, all right. They should have been invited. They should have been invited. I mean, what did you think of Joe and Louis' like really big fight at the end? I mean, I'm glad it kind of had like some sort of resolution. And Louis really knows how to kind of deescalate some situations. Yeah. I do appreciate that about him. And I do appreciate that he wants wants everybody to get on the same. Who knows if it's just for cameras? I don't know what yeah. goes on behind the scenes, but it does seem like he really does want some resolution and some peace in this family. I agree. I, I'm all for Louis this season. I think he's mm-hmm. become a bit of a peacemaker. Um, I think Joe Gorga almost flipped a table on him. Yes. I mean, I think that, and even Louis said it in that scene, like, I think Joe goes after the drama too much yeah. you know he he likes the let me pretend to flip a table or let me slam my fist on that he's just so over the top sometimes yeah right and that would get to me if i was you know in his family in this situation right and and i agree with louis too like what's he gonna say like he's like my soon-to-be wife is telling saying that they don't she doesn't want this person at the wedding. What are you going to argue with her and say no? Like, yeah, he can voice his opinion to her, but she's going to do what she wants. It's, uh-huh. you know, it's, uh, it's kind of like Travis's <laughs> world. And I, I, I totally understood that as well. Yeah. But, you know, the, he does try to play peace, peacemaker. As we know, that didn't happen, but, um, it's nice to see him kind of be able to deescalate these situations every yes. now and then. Yeah. Oh, but there was some other drama that happened this episode as well. What do you think about Danielle um, and Jackie? This um, uh, feud that we really didn't see coming. Jackie says that her outfits are punishment in itself, which is kind of mean. Yeah, I'll go after this girl's um, uh, wardrobe. It's funny, you know. Jackie is showing a little bit of a mean girl side with these new girls, and it's kind of funny. I'm, I'm kind of. I like it. I'm here for it. I like it too. And you know, even though Jackie told us that, you know, it wasn't, she didn't really feel like these girls were coming for her job. I mean, sure. Deep down, she was like, these girls came for my job. Uh, Yeah. They took her job. (laughs) They did. Right. Totally. Um, And then, then we do see Danielle opening up about her estranged brother, which we just talked to her about. And, you know, it is sad because it's obviously taking a huge uh, toll on her whole family. Yeah. I mean, this is like Teresa and Joe 2.0. Yeah. I couldn't believe I didn't know this story um, until this episode. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, this is like a casting dream. She's Teresa 2.0. And, you know, I mean, not good for their family, but <laughs> like, it was interesting. Like the whole story, it was like, first it started over an Instagram post, but then it started over something completely different that she basically doesn't like her brother's wife. That's oh. pretty much what it comes down to. I don't think that you would yeah. stop talking to your brother because you're making silly videos on Instagram. Let's yeah, be real. <laughs> I don't think so. I think that was complete BS. And she was like, ah, I guess I'll tell the full story. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's interesting. Very interesting to see where that goes. And yeah, I felt for the dad who was crying. That was sad. And now it's on the show. I don't know if this is going to help their relationship, but I don't think so either. No. Um, And then finally, what do you think of Jennifer giving her kids $14 an hour to clean the countertops? A lot. And that's not vacuuming good. Like she was, it was not good. She was not doing the corners of the room. No. 
I was like, this is a lot of money. A Um, lot of money. I was like, oh, they're going to get like five bucks, two to five dollars, maybe. No, I was on the husband's side. That was too much. (laughs) Too much. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, excited for next week. This is, I mean, this season of Jersey is shaping up to be a really good one so far. We're just a couple weeks in. Um, But as Jersey gets started, uh, Potomac is wrapping up and we got a little bit more insight on the Ashley Darby and Luke Gumbelson relationship. Um, She Mm -hmm. was that she was starting to fall in love with him no i mean geez i wonder if he's gonna watch this and come back crawling back i don't know though this then we hear that michael you know it was this reason that they broke up which we kind of guessed but mm-hmm. to have it said kind of was like really you let luke get away because of your ex i know of your ex and you know they said like off camera that like you know they got into a fight and she thinks that they are done but yeah. you're falling in love with somebody and and even andy was like what from, like <laughs> michael darby to like luke the hockey player model like, yeah <laughs> and i'm but, sure uh, it was no. very intimidating for michael to see that and you know yeah. it's got to be hard but you know there's kids involved like she had to like get him out of her um her house because uh you know the michael was coming back with the kids i'm sure that's like all right what am i kind of getting myself into at this point yeah maybe it was just too soon you know could be maybe it was I, too much too soon she didn't know how to navigate dating her kids and her ex mm-hmm. yeah but still pays for her mortgage still pays for her mortgage and had her sign this ironclad prenup yeah. and she's not getting anything. She's not getting alimony. No. Um, you know, there's, uh, there's a few stipulations here and there if she's like really hurting for cash, but he really kind of blocked her out of this one, which is sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's really sad. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I hope that she can move on from Michael fast and, Take whatever she can. Take yeah, seriously. Yeah, take whatever she she should get. But and speaking of no money, Mia is now left living off of her savings because this story confused me. I'm still so confused about how many people are on the board. Who kind of kicked her and her husband out of this business? Um, there were three people, then there were eight. I still don't know what's going on. But and Giselle kind of accusing her of embezzlement. It seems like something shady definitely happened. And like they said, she would. They were trying to get ahead of it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Very confusing. She cleared up her health rumors. Seems like she's doing well with that, Mm -hmm. but it really came down to Candace and Giselle. Candace telling Giselle to shove her apology up her ass. (laughs) Um, And then said her dwindling (laughs) uterus was waiting for her to put this on TV. Candace comes back with the best one-liners. The best. The best. But it's, you know, it, you know, it kind of makes you think, did Giselle just wait for the cameras to start rolling to kind of make these accusations against Chris, which it kind of seems like since Candace said that she saw her several times before cameras started rolling. Yeah. Um, Giselle saying that can that Chris admitted to making her uncomfortable, which he didn't. The whole thing, it really seems like they were stretching and kind of threw him under the bus for no reason. And he was the... Uh, the target this season. Yeah. 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 I feel like we said that every week watching Potomac. I felt mm-hmm. bad for Chris. Obviously we'll never know the full, full story, but I'm on team Chris here. I'm on team team Chris yeah. for this one too. And he comes in in the, in um, I believe next episode of the reunion. So it'll be good to hear his side of the story. And it just really sinks because the real storyline of this season was Juan like kind of stepping out on Robin. And yeah. we 
did not get that until after the season was ending. Yes, he, you know, we're going to see more of his interview with Robin on Watch What Happens Live that we didn't get to see before. But it's it was such like a missed opportunity, and other people had to take the fall for Robin kind of keeping this secret when you're not supposed to. You're a housewife; you're no. supposed to let it all out there. Well, Andy Cohen totally calls her out on it. He yes. says, you know. You didn't share this during the show. Mm-hmm. Put it behind a paywall, right? On your podcast, like he, you know. I wonder if she'll be back next season after that. I could see, I could see Andy like punishing her for this yeah. one and just being like, if you're not going to be truthful and if you want yeah. your fans and viewers to pay for this, well, then go ahead and do that. I'm not going to pay you, right? So yeah. we'll have to wait. Yeah, please let us know in the comments if you think yeah. that Robin should be back the next, next season or, you know, she should be punished. I don't know. We'll have, to, we'll have to say. All right, let's get into our social spotlight of the week. Who caught your attention on social media? Well, speaking of Andy Cohen, he posted this video of his daughter Lucy laughing for 52 seconds. We don't have to hear the full 52 seconds, but we'll play a few seconds of this. It's so adorable. <laughs> Oh my God. Put an instant smile on my face. Oh my God. She is adorable. Oh, I love to see it. I love it. Um, and mine went to Bethany Frankel. She posted this selfie of she and Kyle Richards saying almost 30 years later, lost parents, marriages, a gaggle of girls, reality shows, health scares, and a whole lot of life. We still have a lot to talk about and laugh about. Plus I got a good, um, of her daughter, Farrah Britt, um, cameo who I've known since she was a baby today was a good day so it's nice to see them um vacationing there in Aspen hope wish there were cameras around and uh for that one but it's nice to see them kind of get together and uh maintain this long friendship love their wardrobe love it love her sunglasses so over the top her cowgirl hat uh, everything about it. <laughs> I will love to see it. Love it. All right. Well, that is it for this week's episode of Getting Real with the Housewives. If you want some more Housewives news, head on over to usmagazine.com. Keep commenting, keep subscribing, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.